It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm really honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a really amazing show. I just know it. I'll be introducing my guest shortly. I promise this will be a fun and informative hour, and it'll be terrific as always. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I typically do this every week. A few days ago, I did a Facebook Live about something that really occasionally bothers me. And judging by the engagement that I got, it resonates with a bunch of other people too. Sometimes when I get a friend request on Facebook and accept it, the very first thing that person wants to do is pitch me their business opportunity. I don't know about you, but I think it's rude and annoying. And it's almost the same thing as going to a bar, finding someone really attractive, and then asking them to come home with you right off the bat. It doesn't work. So don't do it online either. It's just absolutely unprofessional. if you have to establish liking, knowing, and trusting first. Build a relationship. Earn the right to ask if someone wants to look at what you have to offer. And then and only then is a sale even possible. But but relationship marketing is, is really where it's at. The other just doesn't ever, ever work. I promise your journey will be much smoother if you take that approach instead. With all that in mind, I do want to introduce my very special guest. His name is Mike Merriam. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Mike is the author of the number one best-selling book, Closer Than You Think, Six Fundamental Questions to Ignite Your Personal Evolution. Mike is also a keynote speaker, masterminder, coach, and course creator at personalevolutionplan.com and is the founder and CEO of Appreciative Intelligence, Inc., where he leads organizations and communities through his whole system, summits, and leadership programs. At one point, he was given a diagnosis of lung cancer, and then a month later, after going through the various stages of grief that goes along with this, he was told the diagnosis was actually wrong. Imagine that. Uh, Mike coaches people one-on-one and in groups and is committed to helping people find their radical visions for their lives. We are going to talk about all of these things and so much more on today's show. And before I forget, let me also tell you and remind you uh, that you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free anytime. I would love if you would leave a review, five stars if you believe it's worth it, and that would mean a lot. It would help uh, the rankings for the show. So here is my very special guest, Mike Merriam. Mike, how are you today? Hey, Brian. I'm great. How are you? It's great to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you here. I'm, I'm really glad. It's been a long time coming. And so uh, I, I did get to read through your book this weekend, and, and I really like it. And I'm sure that my audience will like it as well. So we'll come to that a little bit later in the show. But I do, first of all, want to establish a baseline of knowing, liking, and trusting. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Yeah. So I uh, am a, a 16-year veteran of the mortgage industry. And, uh, and I... I it's an industry that is um, is very difficult to achieve a a level of stability in. Uh, I was I was a loan officer, which was a salesperson essentially in the uh, in the mortgage industry. And so, if, if any of your if anybody listening has any experience with any types of sales, right, commission based employment, there's always an up and a down, a roller coaster effect from month to month, and it takes a long time to kind of stabilize. And so, I spent the first you know 
many years of my career just trying to smooth out that roller coaster and stabilize and achieve um, this vision of success that I had already always held. Um, you know, this uh, I had always identified success as making a certain amount of money or being able to have a certain amount of vacation time or a certain amount of things, right? The right car, the right house or, or clothing. Uh, and I spent a long time on the struggle to get there. And then back in uh, in 2014, I had reached this point where I had previously said, you know what, this was this is successful. I've, I've made it. This is, you know, I'm making a lot of money. I've got the, the car I want in the house. I'm going on vacation and and everything's great. Uh, and I realized uh, shortly after I reached that point that I, in fact, wasn't very happy. Uh, and, and I was, in fact, ha- less happy than I had ever been before. And so I, I started to um, really just take on a lot of uh, behaviors that weren't uh, driving me towards where I needed to be. I was drinking a lot. I was eating like crazy. I was gaining weight. And I started to damage professional relationships. I started to lose business. And I started to see that success, that money, and that all that uh, recognition in, in the business kind of go away. And I had what I call in my book um, like a mini meltdown, if you will. And it's that point where I, I started reading a lot, hiring a couple of coaches, going to mastermind meetings and uh, turning my life around. And, and that's what I wrote the book about. And so I'll kind of stop there and, and pause and let you react to that. Wow. That's, you know, it's, it's so interesting because you reach a certain level of success and, and then there's a temptation to just coast and then just to make one small choice that you may not have made previously and then a second small choice and it starts to snowball and then you reach a point where you wonder what just happened here. Did you find that that was true for you? Yeah. You know, I think you spend all this time um, trying to climb this, this mountain and you feel like when you're going to, when you get to the top that you'll be a certain type of person, right? That you'll be a different person or you'll, you'll start acting in a certain way. Uh, and when, and it obviously life doesn't work that way. Some of us, it takes a little longer to learn that lesson than others. And I, I was one that it took me to get to the top of this mountain that I had worked so hard to climb to realize that I was in fact, you know, completely lost and did not want to be where I was and, and had to kind of go back to the drawing board and figure it all out from there. Yeah. Would you say that was your rock bottom moment or do you think that something else qualifies as your rock bottom moment? You know, I, I would say that I'd be lucky. It, 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 probably up until this point in my life, I would say yes, professionally anyway, uh, that that would be my rock bottom moment. Uh, and hopefully it stays that way, right? Because right. in, in the grand scheme of rock bottom moments, that one's not so bad. Yeah, absolutely. So how did your personal development journey actually start? Yeah, so I uh, I read a book by, uh, I think he's a friend of yours as well, Hal Elrod, called The yes. Miracle Morning. And I ended up uh, meeting Hal and getting to know Hal and becoming friends with him. And I joined a mastermind group with him and and just met all of these people and started going, uh, st- started to see, you know, what what was important in a different way. And then I remember one day there was there was really like a a distinct day that I remember everything turning around and I was listening to Tony Robbins and Tony said something like, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, you know, living in alignment with your values is the ultimate success. And, uh, and I, and I thought, Hmm, you know, I'd heard that before, but at this time I was just ready to, to ready to understand it, ready to let it sink in. And I thought, man, what do I value? Am I living in alignment with what I value? And, and I, I took out a notebook, a journal, and I wrote the word values down on top of the page. And I went, uh, proceeded to try to list 
five core values. And I struggled with it actually for some time, uh, mm-hmm. really identifying and, um, and, and verbalizing uh, what I truly valued. And, and, and I got that done. And, uh, and then I asked myself some important questions. I asked myself, what, what am I doing uh, in life to live in alignment with these? What am I doing in, in my relationships that align with my values? What am I doing at work that aligns with my values? Uh, yeah. And I, I, I carried on from there. Uh, and, and that work led to uh, the, the subtitle of my book, The Six Fundamental Questions. Yeah. I was working with a coach one time and we did uh, a clarification of, of what my values actually were. And he asked me to rank order them. And we went through that process. And when we were done, uh, it was very revealing because I realized that we make choices based on our values and we make choices based more specifically on the order in which we value things. Let's just say for the sake of example, I, I worked at a place where I felt like uh, people first and then money. Those were the top two values that I noticed. But as time went on, those two flipped. And you make a lot of choices very differently if you value people first versus valuing money first. Did you find this exercise uh, clarified some things for you? Yeah, it, well, it, you know, it's funny. It's a great, a great segue into into what it led to. In fact, was the the describing and 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 um and characterizing my priorities, right? And it, it was and so. If we take our values and, and ask ourselves, well, what in what order uh, do these values resonate with me? Are they important to me in my decision making process? In a way, we're at, we're at really asking ourselves. What are my top few priorities that are most important? Um, and and so that that really carried on through values, strengths, priorities, and that led to a new vision of the future that would be in complete alignment with those things. Yeah, that that is absolutely uh, critical. So, how did you decide to become an entrepreneur? Are you still doing mortgages, or is that, or is this a side thing? Or are you doing this full time now? Yeah, no, I'm not doing mortgages. I'm actually coaching loan officers. So I'm a coach in nice. the mortgage business now. And I, I run a, a group called Consolidated Coaching with my business partner, Scott Groves. And, and we have about 1,100 loan officers in our, our community. And and we provide coaching um, to, to you know, so people don't make the same mistakes that, that we all made. And uh, try to live a, a, a well-rounded life in the mortgage business. You know, it's a business that's very reactive. And uh, we try to teach people to take a more holistic approach to the business and create proactive time. Yeah. Coaching is very much a legacy thing. Do you, do you find that that's one of the greatest reasons why you like to coach? You know, I, I don't think I've thought about it in those terms yet. And I'm so new to it. I've really only been coaching for about a year. And so okay. uh, so that's a great question. Something that I'll have to I'll have to ponder. I know that I love it. I know that it speaks to my soul and that I really enjoy coaching when I'm doing it. And I love the interaction that that is so important. You have to love what you're doing. And uh, there are a lot of people out there that do what makes them the most money, but that doesn't guarantee that you're going to be happy. And if you're not happy long-term, I mean, who wants to go through life being miserable? Yuck. That's just, no, life is too short to do something that irritates you long-term, right? Yeah. And and we can have this conversation moving forward, but, uh, you know, that's a problem that about 80% of uh, the United States has right now is that, you know, Gallup's been tracking this for many years and and close to 80% of people don't like going to work or actively despise going to work every day. And that's a real tragedy. 
It is a tragedy. We are here with my very special guest, Mike Miriam. He is the author of the number one best-selling book, Closer Than You Think, Six Fundamental Questions to Ignite Your Personal Evolution. And I believe the thesis of the book is that you really are closer to, than you think to what you really want in life. And you just have to identify what's important to you. And we will dive into all of that much more deeply after the break and uh, stay with us. This is going to be a really fun episode and very enlightening. Get the book. We will come right back after the break. Please stay with us. To motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time. You may not know how. Or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Mike Miriam. He is the author of the number one best-selling book, Closer Than You Think, Six Fundamental Questions to Ignite Your Personal Evolution. And I do want to talk about, Mike, what do you think is your definition of success? Because a lot of us define it differently, but I, I love hearing what people have to say about this. Yeah. You know, success is one of those things that is very personal. And so success is also, it's holistic, you know, and what I mean by that is, I mean, it can't be defined one dimensionally. So we, we, we have to be careful not to just define success, um, according to income or, or, you know, financials or, um, 
you know, any really one dimensional category, right? Success has, there's a component of relationships and success. There's a component of, of health and success. And, and certainly uh, finances and income uh, is a huge part of that. And freedom, freedom is hugely important. And, and yes. it's freedom with, with not only freedom with time and the freedom to, to go and do the things we want to do, you know, when we want to do them, but the freedom of choice and the freedom in our decision-making. And so, to answer your question, I, I define success for myself because, and I say for myself because it's very personal. Everybody, everybody has a right to their own definition and there's no one definition, obviously. I know it's probably doesn't need to be said, but I'll just put it out there. But for myself, I define success through the, the level of freedom that I have to make choices, to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And I don't, I don't mean that in a, in, in a, in a, um, in a way where I can, oh, I, I can, you know, take off and go to the beach or I can go on vacation. But it's the it's the ability to work on the things that I deem most important, those things that are going to cause me to self-actualize, those things that are yeah. going to cause me to live in alignment with what I value and what I prioritize and to spend my time doing those things versus spending my time doing those things that have to be done. Uh, but yeah. rather doing those things that I want to do so that I can make a, a bigger contribution on the world and self-actualize because the true yeah. definition of success is to self-actualize. I love that. That is such a great response. And I love how you talked about freedom, because if you do not feel free and you feel enslaved or beholden to other people, there there's very little chance of you feeling fulfilled like you've accomplished what you want to do. So I, I love that. And to self-actualize is absolutely a, a great way of explaining success. So thank you for that. I do want to ask, why do you think people don't live to their full potential? Well, I think that there's a number of reasons why uh, people don't live to their full potential. Uh, one of the biggest ones is uh, is fear, um, mm -hmm. right? That, that, that I, I think oftentimes we... Fear prevents people from uh, from leaving their comfort zone, and obviously, when you uh, when you when you don't take actions that are uncomfortable, you don't grow, and when you don't grow, um, you 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 very rarely achieve any level of success or or fulfillment or satisfaction in life. Because, again, taking it back to how we define success through self actualization, um, you, you can't self actualize unless you grow. And growth is growth is painful, right? Growth oftentimes, growth is paired with uncertainty, and certainty is is one of the foundational needs that a, that a human being has. We we need to know that there are certain things in life that aren't going to change, certain things that we can depend on, and it makes us feel comfortable. And when we're growing, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty involved in that, and so uh, so so it leads to the fear, and it leads to inaction. Uh, and so most people, as, as, as Thoreau said, the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. Yeah. And, uh, and unfortunately that rings true even today through all the major polls that are, that are gauging happiness and fulfillment out there in the workplace. Yeah, absolutely. I want to ask you something that I don't think I've asked on this show before I've wanted to, and it didn't ever really come around, but I want to ask you, how do you believe that raising a family is similar to running a business? Well, that's a great question. I like that. Uh, you know, <laughs> so so I, I think that that there are there are um, similarities in, in every aspect of life, 
to to running a business, right? So entrepreneurship or business management or you know operating any type of business has its parallels to 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 different things in life. And and with family dynamics, there's there's certainly parallels. And if the first thing that comes to mind when you ask me that is, well, how would running a business relate to my family, right? And and, and that's it took me a second to I kind of just talked through that intro to think how I'd answer that. You know, I would say this, Brian, I would say that running a family um, is something that that I truly care about. Right. Raising my family and my kids. That's that's my everything. Right. It's cliche to say, what's your why? Well, that's my why, obviously. Sure. Uh, And so I'm very passionate and very um, emotional about that. And and when we think of business, we the words emotion and passion can can be seen in the pejorative. Right. It can be seen as negatives when when we're running a business and logic is something that most people would associate with a, a good business owner. But I would say that when uh, those lucky few, right, those lucky 20 percent that that report being happy, that report enjoying work, that uh, that are working on something that is 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 fulfilling them, uh, they have they have passion for that. And so in that regard, I think that entrepreneurship has many parallels to to family dynamics and the sense that our 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 business, if it's a, pa- a purpose based business that it's our baby, right? And that yeah. we, we think of it as as raise, raising children. But yeah. it's I think it's something that most people unfortunately don't don't feel because you know there's there's three types of work, right? You, you may have heard this before that there's three types of work. You yes. can have a job, you can have a career, or you can have a calling. And very few people uh, have a calling because of that fear that holds them back from fully exploring it and then jumping in with both feet. But I think if you're if you're lucky enough to find a calling in life and then brave enough to pursue that calling, uh, that that you have enough passion, purpose and energy and emotion in your business that it can be very similar to to raising a family. And then the last thing I'll say about that is I've made an assumption that everybody listening thinks of raising a family as a passionate, purposeful, um, you know, emotional um, endeavor. And uh, and and that's how I feel about it. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that anybody listening who's raising a family feels the same way. Yeah, absolutely. And a couple more things I can even add to that. I mean, there is a role structure and a hierarchy in a family, just like there is in a business. Uh, the true mark of a great leader is not how many followers you have, but how many of them are you raising up to be leaders also. Uh, and I love how you talked about making decisions because there's a certain amount of risk uh, in, in raising a family and in running a business because especially if you haven't done it before, how do you navigate through the minefield that occasionally can happen? So before we talk about your book, I do want to talk about the idea of taking risks. Why do you think that more people don't take risks? Well, in my experience, people that don't take risks, people that I coach and, and, and I'm having personal conversations and, and, and they're telling me about things that they want to do and but they're afraid to do. And, and and I think the biggest thing that holds people back on the surface, it's fear. But what causes that fear, what, what's underlying that fear is that they they don't know which direction they should go because they don't know what their values are. They, they haven't taken the time to clearly articulate what it is that they value what they're strong at, what their priorities are, and where they want to go in life. And so those decisions are very difficult to make 
because uh, there's no underlying structure to the decision-making process. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I certainly agree with that. So let's talk about your book, Closer Than You Think. Why did you decide to write this? I wrote this because uh, of that quote that I that I just uh, mentioned by Henry David Thoreau, which which in my opinion is the great tragedy of the 21st century, and that is mm-hmm. that the, the mass of men and women lead lives of quiet desperation and go to the grave with the song still in them, uh, and, and it's that you know 80 percent of people, 78 to 80, depending on the year that Gallup takes the survey. Uh, are disengaged at work, are unhappy, unfulfilled, and disengaged. And yeah. uh, in an era where more opportunity is available than than ever before in history, yeah. uh, it's it's a real tragedy. And so I, I wrote the book. Uh, I titled it "Closer Than You Think" because while it's true that eighty percent of those out there are actively unhappy, unfulfilled, and disengaged, everybody is closer than they think to sparking change in their life. And it really comes down to just asking and answering the right questions. Exactly. And in your book, you do address six critical questions for us to consider. We've already discussed the idea of identifying your core values. That's the first one. We've already talked about that. So so continue on. What, what are some of the other questions that you encourage us to really think about and identify for our journey? Yeah, so when I talk about the six fundamental questions, these 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 are the big categories that are important in life, uh, and and so obviously we start with what is it that we value, where and then we move on to where are we strong, what what are our unique capabilities and our unique strengths that we have to give to the world, our, our superpowers, if you will. Mm-hmm. What do we prioritize? What are those? What are the things that when we when we consider the future, when, when we when we think about them, they cause us to most quickly and naturally come alive? And then what might a radical vision of the future look like? What what, what would if, if, if we were to live, if I was to live completely free of my current limitations, what would that look like? How would my life be different? What would I be doing? Where would I be? How much money would I be making? How much would I need? How would that impact my family and my friends, et cetera? And then why would it look like that? What are the characteristics about it? And how do they relate to those values, strengths, and priorities that we outlined? And then finally, how might we actually manifest this vision that we've created into our reality? What actions can we take using the 80-20 rule or the Pareto principle that Mm -hmm. 20% of actions are responsible for 80% of outcomes? How can we then get scientific and strategic about it and map out that 20% of behaviors and activities and actions that are going to drive us 80% of the way towards that vision until our vision becomes a magnet that starts to pull us in and we can stop pushing against that resistance so heavily. Absolutely. And while I'm thinking about it, Mike, where can we get the book? Uh, Amazon. The book is on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and, and enter closer than you think. And it's there. You can also, if, if you're a Kindle reader, you can also go to my website at mikemerriam.com. And I've got the Kindle version for $1 there. Perfect. All right. We will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away.
the mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Mike Merriam. He is the author of the number one best-selling book, Closer Than You Think, Six Fundamental Questions to Ignite Your Personal Evolution. And we talked about what the six critical questions were in the last segment. So, Mike, let me ask you, how do we move from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset? Because there are a lot of people out there who think, uh, you know, there's just not enough. There's just not enough. But the truth is the pie is big enough for everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's a big question. Um and, you know, when I think about that, I, I think the, that, the, that, that they'd have to come in stages, right? To change, your, to change our mindset is, uh, is it's not a small undertaking, right? right? And, and, and we can get to why, but there's some scientific and some, some neurological reasons why. It's been, and it's because the, when, we, when we create patterns of thinking, those patterns are wired into our brains. And, uh, and we could, won't bore the audience with the neuroscience behind it. But uh, it's it's very difficult to break those patterns because our brains are wired for the way we've always behaved. So I would say that the first step in changing from a scarcity mindset where we see resources as limited and we make excuses for why uh, we're not successful or for why we uh, we don't pursue our dreams and we settle for less and we lead we lead these lives of quiet desperation. Uh, it, the first step to that is to surround ourselves with with new people, right? To change our environment, to to uh, stop spending time with people that bring us down, and start spending time with people that are where we want to be or have the characteristics and the traits where where we want to go. And maybe we can uh, we can do that through uh, you know meetup groups or join a mastermind group or hire a coach. All of those things I recommend, but any way that, uh, that that we can change our environment and the people that we're spending time with, that's going to create a new thought pa- new thought patterns, and that's going to lead us to a place where we can then take some of the more strategic steps uh, towards changing our mindset from scarcity to abundance. 
Oh, yeah. It's all about who you hang around with. I mean, Jim Rohn said you were the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And uh, if you're hanging around with uh, five people who are in great shape, then and, and that was, that's your goal, then that's who you should hang out with. If you want financial abundance, then hang out with people who are experiencing that. Go to places where that is obviously happening. So I, I love that. That's really great. And you're right. It can take a while to get to that. But just to get used to the idea of, of abundance and to really honestly know deep down in your heart that that you deserve it. You were created for abundance. You were not created to struggle. I love that. So having a positive mindset and attitude is so critical to success. And you talk about how greatness demands positivity. Tell us about that. Yeah, sure. Well, well, I talked about how you know in 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 neuroscience they have a phrase that that the the cell the uh, the synapses that fire together wire together, and so what that means is when uh, when something happens and we react to it, and then we repeat that behavior. Where if we, I'm sure that that if you're listening, uh, all of you have friends that are no matter what happens in their life, they they find a way to make it a, a negative. They find a way to make it a problem, right? The people that live with drama, uh, it's not always their fault because what happens is we we start to we start to behave in this way, right? A stimulus occurs, something happens in our lives that we don't like. We have a resistance to that, and we start to have negative thoughts around it. Well, what happens is that the, the, the way our brains work is we're always sending electrical signals over chemical bridges, and those bridges are made shorter when we repeat thought powder patterns. So when we repeat negative thought patterns, it's just easier for those signals to hit and for us to feel those emotions. And we have to break those patterns by training ourselves just like lifting weights to think positively. And my friend Hal Elrod has has the greatest three-word phrase that I've ever heard. And if you truly live it, it can change your life. And, and that phrase is, can't change it, right? Yep. It's, it's not about what happens. It's about our perspective. Will we accept any outcome and understand that, hey, if I can change it, great, I'll change it. But if I can't change it, I'm going to find a way to remain positive and, as Tony Robbins says, live in a beautiful state rather than allow it to make me negative and, and, and cause further damage in my life. That's beautiful. Yeah, Hal has been on my show a couple of times and he mentioned can't change it, especially when dealing with an adverse situation. I mean, you take, you take your few moments and you process it and then you move on very quickly. So, yeah, greatness does demand positivity, and that's fantastic. So we also discussed very briefly, and you talk about your book about creating a radical vision for your future. Define radical vision, and how do you do this? Yeah, so so let's break radical vision down into what it truly is, right? The word radical. All, yeah. all radical means, if we look up the definition, is it's a fundamental difference. It's a fundamental change from the status quo. And vision is obviously our expectation of what's to come, our, our, our thoughts of our expectations of the future, what that entails. And so a radical vision is really nothing more than to fundamentally change what we expect in the future. Most of us, uh, we go through life on a linear trajectory. We walk through life and in five years from now, we're just five years older and, and five years wiser and five years richer, hopefully, not five years poorer. All right. Uh, and uh, but but we don't have to live linearly if we create a vision today where we are exponentially better in the future. Five years from now, we could be 100 years wiser or 100 years richer. And the way that we do that is uh, is through creating visions 
of our future where we're free of the limitations from today. And there's an abundance of evidence and research out in the scientific community that shows that the visions that we hold of the future, they direct our behavior today. And we're drawn to them because of that. And so whatever we expect will become. And so we better start expecting things that are great or we will never become great. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that. You also talk about what you call your AVID process to accelerate your goals. Tell us about that. Yeah, AVID, I'll tell you what, AVID is an acronym and it's a real game changer. It changed my life completely. And AVID was born, I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due, AVID was born out of my uh, miracle morning um, doing doing uh, Hal Elrod, who, who keeps coming up for some reason in this interview, but doing his savers, right? Waking up early every morning and journaling and exercising and meditating and, and, and visualizing and saying affirmations. Right. And, uh, and and I started doing that and I but I would find myself losing motivation throughout the day. And, and so I created this practice uh, where AVID is an acronym, uh, an acronym rather. And it, and it stands for anchor, visualize, intentional action and debrief. And so it starts in the morning with anchoring and anchoring is a mental exercise where we call up visions of our past. We call we call up the references from our past where we were at our best, where we were living in alignment with our values, our strengths and our priorities. And we felt good about ourselves and we anchor that into our to our to our psyche, to our subconscious. And then. We go right into a visualization where we're visualizing the future. So we went from anchoring in the best of the past to imagining the best of the future and visualizing success in everything that that we do and creating these new images of where we want to be in the future. And then intentionality or intentional action. It's all day long as we go through life acting intentionally, being mindful of the fact that 20% of our actions drive 80% of outcomes. So what is it that's going to to drive the outcomes? What are the few things that we can do that are going to lead us closer to where we want to go rather than further away? And then the most important part and my favorite part of AVID is the D for debrief. And at the end of the day, it's grabbing a journal and it's writing out what worked today? What, What did I struggle with today? How could I have impacted that? What do I want to anchor and visualize for tomorrow? And in the most important part, how have my values changed at all today? How have I, what strengths are emerging in me today? How have my priorities changed? And what does that mean for my vision for the future? How is that, what does that look like? Am I still on track? And it's all about, the debrief is all about making these micro adjustments from day to day. So we stay on course. Right. Absolutely. I have been doing something like that lately where I'm laying in bed at night and I ask myself, what went right today? What went wrong today? Can I name three wins that I had today? And I'll tell you what, it it really is awesome because the last thing that you think about is the first thing that you're thinking about when you wake up in the morning. So yeah, count your wins, debrief. I love that. And in terms of anchoring, I, I created an anchor moment once in advance. I went skydiving several years ago with the idea of if I can do this, I can do anything. And so I created an anchor moment for myself. And so that's something that we can all do too is you know, create that kind of an anchor moment. So I love it. Anchoring, visualizing, intentional action, debrief, avid. Very good. I love that, Mike. Thank you. Uh, let's talk about the importance of having a mentor because you do coaching. So obviously having a coach has been important to you in your journey. I would say having a coach is the most important thing that I have uh, have ever done in my life. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, again, it comes back to that Jim Rohn quote, right? That mm-hmm. we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with. And so having uh, spending time with a person, even when it's, uh, you know, when you hire a coach, it's it's you're paying the person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, but you develop these relationships and, uh, and, and being in the presence, uh, and being, uh, mentored and guided by somebody who is already further down the pathway where you want to be, it does nothing but accelerate your own journey down that path. You know, yeah. you can be the, the, the beneficiary of all the lessons learned, uh, and, and all the sage advice that comes from somebody who's walked 10,000 miles in your shoes and, and is at that place that you eventually want to go. I think where a lot of people make mistakes with coaching and mentors, however, is uh, is getting a recommendation for a friend or reading a book and hiring the author to coach them or falling victim to some advertising or sales technique. When we select mentors, we really want to take a look at, is this person where I want to be? Uh, and, and only surrounding ourselves with mentors that that are exactly where we were looking to go in life yeah that is that's actually very very important i mean if you're going to hire for example a personal trainer you want that person to be in shape in fact if you've identified what you want your own body to to look like wouldn't it make sense to hire a personal trainer who has the body that you already want right yeah i mean if you're uh, somebody who's who's lean and, and and into endurance sports you're not going to hire a bodybuilder a uh, personal trainer right you're going to hire somebody who's who's lean and into endurance sports and racing uh you know i'll say one more thing about mentoring and something that is often not discussed but but i think uh, really important is reverse mentoring mm. so for somebody who has already achieved a level of success in life to mentor somebody, right? To surround themselves with somebody in a younger generation who who can challenge them with new ideas, new thoughts, new beliefs. Absolutely. And we are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this show is going. It's always so much fun. My very special guest this week is Mike Merriam. He is the author of the number one best-selling book, Closer Than You Think, Six Fundamental Questions to Ignite Your Personal Evolution. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to ask him about the power of masterminding because he does run a mastermind and the idea of getting like-minded people together to, to jam on ideas is so important. And we'll talk about a lot more. We will come right back after the break. This is Success. Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Do not go away. We'll be right back. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. This is the Tokenet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. 
sign has been around as long as there have been hotels where discretion was a bitter part of value. One lecturer at Cornell University School of Hotel Administration traces the Do Not Disturb sign roots to the aristocracy of the early 20th century at grand establishments such as the Ritz in Europe. It sure is annoying when you just want to be a slug of bed and someone knocks at the door and says, Housekeeping, what's the word for the semi-conscious state between sleep and wakefulness? Hypnopompic. There are days when I wish I could wear a do not disturb sign around my neck. What to call someone who wants to lay in bed all day? A scabberlatcher. I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is our final segment. This is Success Profiles Radio, and I'm talking to Mike Merriam today. Before the break, I teased the topic of masterminding. I know you run masterminds in coaching situations. So tell us about how important that has been to your growth and development. Yeah, so both being being a member of, of masterminds and then running masterminds have challenged me in different ways, and, and, and I would say equally important ways. Um, but masterminding is, is you know, a mastermind, in case anybody is, is, is heard this over and over and over again and still doesn't know what a mastermind is, is it's essentially just a, a learning environment, right? It's a learning community where a group of, of people who, uh, who have uh, similar desired outcomes get together and learn from each other other and from uh, the facilitators of that group and uh, and what what I know about learning as part of a community or learning as a large group is that learning is multiplied it's accelerated and, and fear is divided and so we're able to become so much more so so much more rapidly when we learn in groups uh, be, because all of our our, we come alive through through what we can bring to that group and we can bring our strengths to affect all the different people and, and learn from all of the different personalities. Uh, it's just a, a really amazing way to kind of hack the system and, and, and grow rapidly over a short period of time. So if you're not in a mastermind, I highly suggest finding one that you can be a part of. Absolutely. I love that. And it is so important. I've been in some masterminds before and you get to bounce ideas off of people who are not only ahead of you in your journey, but you get to help the people who are a little closer to the the beginning and you can help them. So there's a lot of energy that goes around both ways from being around people who you aspire to and helping people who are uh, at the at the beginning. So great stuff. I want to ask you, because we've talked about your book during this entire hour, how has having a book changed your career and your business? Well, it's a great business card, that's for sure, yeah. <laughs> right? So yes. rather than, uh, than than saying, hey, uh, here's my business card, I give people a copy of my book. And so, you know, in all seriousness, I will say it, it's not made a huge difference other than it just adds uh, some credibility to 
to what I have to say. You know, when you've got you're a published author, um, it can add a lot of credibility. Now, though, that that can be right. There's a there's a flip side to that coin. If if you're not a credible person and you just write a book, well, then that that can be used to, in a dangerous way. But um, you know. When most people are asked, uh, "What's the the one thing that you'd like to do in life? What's on What's on your bucket list?" I think writing a book is on something like eighty or ninety percent of bucket lists out yeah. there. And so uh, the fact that I've done it, um, mm-hmm. and and friends that I know that have done it, mm-hmm. um, it, it 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 just lends a lot of credence and, and credibility to to the message that uh, that we're all trying to put forward and yeah. helping other people to actualize. Exactly. That's one of the reasons why I ghostwrite books for people, because so many people do want to write a book and they just never really get around to it. They don't have time. They don't think they're good writers. But having someone in your corner can certainly help facilitate that process for sure. Uh, In your book, you talk we talked about radical vision in the last segment. But in your book, you talk about the 30 day radical vision challenge. What is that? So yeah, it's just like you just said. We we people want to do things, they never get around to it. They don't have the time. Right? Those are excuses. That's not true. We all have time, right? It's just we haven't prioritized it, or we're allowing fear to stop us. And so the thirty day challenge is to set a start date and an end date, and just commit to, hey, I'm going to start tomorrow or next week, whatever that is. And for 30 days, I'm going to go through these exercises. I'm going to list out my values, my strengths, my priorities. I'm going to go through the journal exercises in in the free course that comes with the book to, uh, to I actually draft uh, a radical vision of the future. And then I'm going to start to identify what I need to do to manifest that vision in my life all over a 30 day period. And you do it with other people who are also doing the challenge at the same time. So you've got that group learning environment where learning's multiplied and fears divided and you've got support. Uh, and uh, it's a way to kind of overcome that inertia that holds us all back from saying, hey, I want to do this, but then really just never getting off the ground. Yeah. So does this support manifest itself through group calls, one-on-one, Facebook groups? How do you do that? Typically in our Facebook group. So I've got a private Facebook group that anybody listening is welcome to join. I'd love to have you. And that uh, group is called Igniting Evolution on Facebook. And uh, and, and there's a, f- a few hundred people. It's a small group. But it's a few hundred people who are doing the 30-day challenges and who are actively pursuing significant change in their life. A lot of people are uh, transitioning from a job into uh, becoming an entrepreneur or changing jobs or starting coaching businesses or you know anything that, 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 that people have wanted to do but put off for fear or, or you know lack of resource, right? I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the connections. Getting over that hump. Of, of understanding that, you know, it's not the resource that's preventing them from moving forward. It's just the fact that they're not being resourceful enough. We're all resourceful together in this group. And that's igniting evolution on Facebook. Yeah, that's fantastic. What has surprised you most about entrepreneurship? How lonely and, uh, and, and, uh, and how lonely it is. First yes. of all, right? I work in my house, and so, yes. uh, and so, you know, you think, oh, when you're a coach and you you have coaches and you're in masterminds and you're traveling around the country running meetings, and that how is that lonely? But but you really are in a silo. 
uh, and, and the ups and downs, you know, the, the, the ups and downs are surprising. I always thought that, man, if I could only, when I was doing loans in the mortgage business and, and I felt trapped in that, I used to think if I could only wake up in the morning, get my coffee, sit down at my computer and spend an hour writing about anything I want to write about. And then I could go meditate and then I could go, you know, do three or four hours worth of work and then I could go on a walk. What an amazing life that would be. Well, now I get to do that every day. And it's not amazing. It's just mundane. Right? And there's right. ups and downs. And we're always worried about what's what's going on. So so the I think what I, the most surprising part is and this really should not have been a surprise, Brian, the grass is not greener. Right. It's just different. And uh, and it's our, our purpose and our passion, our values that are going to they're going to bring us the fulfillment, not the jobs that we're doing or the businesses that we're running. Absolutely. And speaking to the ups and downs, the entrepreneur roller coaster, as Darren Hardy likes to uh, term it, what kind of advice would you give to entrepreneurs who might be going through the valley right now? Well, just know that every every valley uh, has has uh, an up curve, right? There's going to there's there will be another peak, you know, (laughs) and uh, and the way to get through that valley is turn to uh, turn to the resources out there that um, that are that are speaking the messages that 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 resonate with you. Uh, take the time to write out uh, your value system, your core values and ask yourself, are the actions you're taking are the thoughts that you're having in alignment with what you value? And if they are, understand that uh, success is inevitable and, and ride out the curve. And if they're not, well, then, you know, change the way you're doing things to make sure that they are and success will follow. You'll become the type of person that is that, that attracts success to you. Absolutely. Uh, in terms of influential books that you've read, I know we've talked about Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod a number of times and great stuff. Hal is amazing. Are there any other books that you would call influential in your life and your journey? <clears throat> Man, there's just so there's too many books. I'm influenced by everything, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's uh, that's difficult. Every book I read is influential in some way. I'll tell you the the, the coolest book I read recently is a book called Stealing Fire by uh, by Stephen Kotler. And, and I, I'm sorry, I, I forget the other author's name, but they're from the Flow Genome uh, Project. And they're doing a lot of work around the flow state and getting uh, getting into a state where. Um, you know, where flow is a state where what what we're doing is is just slightly greater than our capabilities, but not so much greater that we experience anxiety. And so when we get into that flow state, a lot of extreme athletes get into it. Um, a lot of musicians and artists get into it. But when we as entrepreneurs or just regular everyday people can get into these flow states, uh, we lose track of time. We lose track of our fears and we lose track of our limitations. And uh, and we just experience joy and fulfillment. And so his book is all about hacking the flow state, trying to create opportunities in everyday life to enter into this this state of mind, this state of being. Uh, and that's called Stealing Fire. That was a really cool book. Awesome. We've got less than three minutes to the end. So here's the question, Mike, that I ask everybody who inspires and motivates you. So sorry if this is a boring cliche answer, but I have to be honest. It's my kids. You know, my, my, I've got, I've I've got twin eight year old sons, Ronan and Declan. And, uh, they are just the light of my life. My wife too, obviously, but, uh, there's nothing like being reminded every single day, all throughout the day, why I need to uh, 
be better, why I need to continue to work on myself uh, and, and, and set a good example and live the life that, uh, that, you know, create the world that I want them to live in. That's fantastic. So tell us once again, where can we find your book? Where can we connect with you and be a part of what you're doing? So the best way to connect with me, Brian, is just to go to my website, and that is uh, mikemerriam.com. It's M-I-K-E-M-E-R-R-I-A-M.com. And you can access my book. You can access all of my free courses. I run, uh, I have paid courses, but I also have free courses. The book comes with a free course. And so if you uh, if you want to pick up the book for a dollar on my website, you can then get access to this free course uh, that some people have paid a few hundred dollars to go through. And it walks you through all the exercises of mapping out, you know, your values, strengths, priorities, vision of the future and the action plan to actually manifest it. Uh, and all the other information, podcast episodes, and the meetings that I facilitate. It's something we didn't talk about, but uh, you can get all the information there. Fantastic. Any final words of wisdom as we close out? My only uh, words of advice are to set your fears aside and take action. And nothing leads to uh, progress like just taking action in the face of fear. So go out right now today and do something that scares you. Beautiful advice. Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was an honor and a privilege to have you here, my friend. It was a pl- uh, privilege being here, Brian. Thanks so much. You're so welcome. This has been Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week has been Mike Merriam. His book is called Closer Than You Think, Six Fundamental Questions to Ignite Your Personal evolution and come back next week and join me on monday at 6 p.m eastern as i interview other world-class successes and learn what their journey's been like what they overcame and what lessons we can learn and until then have yourselves a wonderful and marvelous week thanks for being here with me come back next week being a part of success profiles radio with your host brian k wright each week we'll explore different aspects of success and how